Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, I'm Kayla. As a mom working from home, life is crazier than ever, especially on days like these. But I'm still ruling my day thanks to Metro. Metro gave me an awesome phone and tablet. Now my son can get his homework done on the tablet without needing to borrow my laptop. Plus, with Metro, Amazon Prime is included, so I can access great deals and discounts on school essentials and get them delivered in no time with unlimited free shipping, all while keeping an eye on my son to make sure he finishes his online practice tests before he starts watching his favorite Amazon originals. Right now, get a new phone and tablet on us when you switch to Metro, the number one brand in prepaid. Plus, enjoy high-speed data on both devices with one Amazon Prime membership included for just $75 a month. Metro by T-Mobile, rule your day. I'm Kayla, and that's how I rule my day with Metro. With new lines of service after rebate redemption plus sales tax and activation fee. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members on select rate plans. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 a month cost. Restrictions apply. It's time! With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We It's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Houston, Texas, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show we talk about what you think about, but maybe you're afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. News, politics, Super Bowl, President Trump, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you name it. No holes barred radio, folks. That's what we do here. That's what it's time all about. So we're now we're going to start the show talking with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. TJ, did you watch the Super Bowl yesterday, and how are you? I'm great, Buff. It's actually the first Super Bowl I think I've watched uh, front to back in, honestly, probably since the last time the uh, 49ers uh, won the Super Bowl, which was, what, 1994? Yeah, something like that. And I think Kansas City, it's been like, what, 50 years or something? Yeah, it's a yeah ridiculous long, amount long of time. time. So um, I thought it was an excellent game. It didn't go the way I wanted as far as, as my pick was concerned. I actually was going to go with Kansas City because Mahomes is one of those quarterbacks it's hard to bet against. But right. through analyzing and talking to my friends that work at the NFL and stuff, we just came with the conclusion that the San Francisco was the better all-around team. And quite frankly, they had the, they had the game made. They, honestly, they gave it up. Yeah, they honestly, dropped the ball. Honestly, Bruce, one thing that I don't like about the NFL or really kind of sports in general where uh, it's you know a one-and-done sort of championship after a long season, it's tough to say that the best team always wins because, you know, games, you know, they have an ebb and flow. And sometimes, you know, a team is hot early, but they're surpassed by the the other team in, in the end that, you know, gets things going. And uh, if you run that best out of five, I mean, I don't know if Kansas City wins, uh, you know, three out of five times to secure a series like that. But 
um, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, yesterday, the Kansas City Chiefs, they they got it done in Super Bowl champs. Yeah, they got it done. Um, down by 10 points, seven minutes or so to go, turn it around, and win by 10 or 11 points, yeah. whatever it was. They, they were plus 400 at one time in the fourth quarter, Bruce. Like, think about that. Th- those odds don't normally hit, especially in the biggest game of the year. Well, you know, people say don't bet against Mahomes. I think that's pretty much going to be standard from now on. One man does not make a team, but one man certainly can make a team as he, you know, put it together with the other people on the team just playing incredibly. Okay. I I don't know who got uh, most valuable player. He did. They prob- he did get it? Yeah. That was the one prop bet I was going to make, and I didn't make it. I mean, think, <laughs> think about this, Bruce. Uh, Troy Aikman, who was doing uh, color commentary uh, on the night, in the fourth quarter said, Patrick Mahomes is just not playing very well tonight. He's just not in the ball game. And before that quarter was over, his team would be up by 10 points, and uh, he'd be the Super Bowl MVP. That, that's a huge statement. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. So with that being said, the game happened, the halftime show, uh, J-Lo and uh, Shakira you know, put on an awesome show, quite a production. J-Lo showing that 50 is the new 30, that's for sure. She's amazing. And Shakira, she's uh, no spring chicken either. I think she's in her early 40s. They both put on a really great show. Um, it was one of the greatest talented. halftimes ever. No, no. I don't know, but it was definitely a good one. Yeah, uh, Shakira's supremely talented as well, playing the guitar and the drums like it was it was a production. I mean, yeah. you know, whether yeah. or not you liked it, uh, you have to like admit that that was one of the better and bigger halftime shows in recent memory of just all the coordination that went through wardrobe changes, you know, uh, multiple appearances by different people, just a, a lot of people on stage and that stage at times looked like it was a black hole into the center of the world. It was it was doing all sorts of crazy things. Yeah, it was it was wild. And then uh, JLo showing her skills on the pole, obviously, you know, with the recent release of her movie Hustlers. And I, I, you know, I admire she she's a hustler. Let's face it. This this woman, since her days on a living color as a fly girl to where she is today, you can't help but admire uh, her talent, her aggressiveness towards getting the job done, her her goals, everything. I mean, she's pretty phenomenal. You got to you got to respect what you see there. And um most, you know, most pop singers don't have careers into their 50s, Bruce. And not only does she have a career into her 50s, she just played the biggest you know, sporting event essentially you can in a year. And, and I mean, how long has she been doing it? Like, that's, that's incredibly impressive. It's incredibly impressive. And also in this competitive age of staying relevant on Instagram, especially those that have no talent, which we're going to talk about here in a second, something that happened at the game. JLo's punching in at 112 Instagram followers. She's constantly putting out entertainment. I mean, this woman doesn't stop. She's kind of like the female rock. I mean, when do they sleep? Yeah, they well, just don't seem to sleep, but good for her. What was that good number? You said 100 and something. What is it? I think she, I think she has 112 follow, 12 million followers okay. on Instagram, if wow. I'm not mistaken. That's bonkers. And I'm sure that last night, you know, if I knew the total yesterday, I'm sure last night that increased substantially. You I mean, know, yeah. When you have that many, I don't know. I don't even know how much it can increase substantially because even a million uh, wouldn't seem like a lot. I don't know who. I wonder who the most followers or what the most followers somebody has on Instagram. But I would venture to guess that 112 million is pretty well up there. I yeah, mean, I'll look. You can find out. Check it out. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the irrelevancy here. I'm I'm getting really sick of this. Okay, it's not gonna stop. It's gonna get more and more and more. You know, this happened during the World Series with the girls showing their boobs and saying they were trying to uh, bring awareness to breast cancer, which I can appreciate the cause. Uh, as far as how it was done is another thing. Um, so, anyway, this was reported by TMZ. Uh, a model 
obviously TMZ likes to refer to her as a smoking hot model, with a massive following, which in their minds, massive following, she has 250,000 followers. That's not massive, but that's pretty healthy. Okay. So she's arrested during the Super Bowl. We didn't see that. She hopped over the rail and she tried to go running on the field, right? And then flashed her ass. So you can see the you can see the report as it comes through. While she immediately got stopped by security, she managed to show the crowd her butt while she was walking away. I mean, that was her whole talent-filled endeavor. Ugh, so sick of this. Uh the police didn't think it was funny. They straight up arrested her. They charged her with misdemeanor trespass. She's booked. She had to take a mugshot. Uh, she's a 27-year-old with a quarter million followers on Instagram. Uh, she was released Monday, and then she posted a poolside video bragging about getting out. Young jailbait out of jail. I'm sorry, young jailbait. Okay, young jailbait out of jail. Fresh out of the pen. Fresh out Dade County. What? Yeah, you know, uh, well, she was, not not, in, it, she was not in the penitentiary. No. She, she was in a county she, jail. If county that. jail. County jail, right. So she faces up to one year in jail, convicted on a trespass charge. No. Obviously, that's not going to happen. No. She won't spend a minute behind bars. But, you know, this is just going to keep going on. But, you know, when I think in the past, yeah, we've had streakers at past games, streakers at soccer games. That was before social media. It's just we get right back down to it again. I'll end it with the statement again. I'm just getting a little sick of people just trying to be relevant to get their followers. But that's the world in which we live these days. And why, it's going to get more so. Why earn it when you can just take it? I mean, that's, what do you that, mean? That, that, that's the mentality there. Like, why earn it for what you do when you can just do something crazy and stupid? Yeah, it's, it's and become uh, not even any Warhol minute, 15 minutes of fame. I think it's more like a lousy two and a half minutes right. of notice, will, and that's will, about it. Will anybody care a year from now? Probably won't remember. I'm, do I'm done talking about it, and I no. don't care about it anymore. So real so quick, uh, some fact-checking here. Jennifer Lopez uh, kind of on the wrong side of the number there, Bruce. She has 1.7 million, just 1.7 million. So Wait not the hundred and Wait. some odd million. Um, hold on. Just that's hold on that's what Google please. tells me. The number one most followed account on Instagram, shockingly, is Instagram with 331 million. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, clocks in at number two with 201 million. Okay, I have to correct you. I'm looking at her Instagram right now. Okay. It, it specifically says... 112 million followers right. right on her page. Look her up if you can check it right there. Yeah, so million. hang on here. All right. no you know, way you know what I'm doing? You know what I, so million. when you type in Jennifer Lopez uh, IG followers, uh, an article from 2016 is the first thing that populates. I didn't see when it was. So in right. 2016, um, she had, uh, oh, it was 51.7 million Instagram followers. Sorry. Uh, so my dog ate my glasses a week ago. It sounds like it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm not. I'm not even kidding. It's not a joke. Uh, I've been uh, without glasses for a week, and uh, every day at a, around this time, which is uh, about one thirty uh, Pacific, I get a migraine headache for seven straight days. This is the eighth day, Bruce. I don't have the headache yet, but I'm telling you, I cannot see. I'm so blind. That's crazy. Well, after talking to me for an hour, you might have a headache. So well, we'll I mean, see what yeah. happens. I mean, I've, I've accounted for that. I mean, I got my Tylenol. We're good. <laughs> yeah, account for that, definitely. Uh, you know, it's funny. Lopez has a very interesting thing on her Instagram here. I mean, you know how hugely popular she is, 112 million followers. It says, no matter where I go, I know where I came from. Text me. And she puts a phone number in there. Huh. <laughs> how many texts is this woman getting, for God's sake? And can we text her and say, can you come on? It's time. And tweet about yeah. it, please. Yeah, right. I'll I'll do that after the show. I'll, Perfect. I'll get it down there. No problem. I'll just call. Hey, you never know. Hey, I mean that's a real Instagram. So, well, the way she works, 
I wouldn't be surprised because she knows what it takes, obviously. All right, listen, tragically speaking, on a more serious note, two people are dead. One is injured. There's been a shooting today at Texas A&M University in the Commerce Residence Hall. Yeah. That's all the news has come through so far. It's uh, it's terrible. And, you know, you, you hope that it isn't the start of something worse. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, this is the first big one, I guess, of the new year, at least that I can remember. We always seem to hear about these. And no, I, no, I don't been, know. There's, there's been others. There's been others. Right. It's but just, I mean, this is the one that's grabbed the headlines, I think, um, in the biggest manner because it's a university. But um, I don't know, Bruce. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible. And what I'm seeing here, they uh, they haven't found the guy. Right. I mean, this is ongoing whoever. as we uh, yeah. are recording. Ongoing investigation. That's crazy. Now, in London, on another note, it, this blows me away. I know it can happen. Listen, World War II, the biggest world war aside from World War One, obviously, everything that happened. It's been roughly 55, 65, 74 years, 75 years since World War II, roughly, give or take. The police have evacuated a number of streets in central London. They just found, again, an unexploded World War II bomb. We talk about this all the time. I like, know, and they, is, found it, they found another one. Yeah, this is not a rare thing. If, if, if you hear this and you'd never heard of you know, this before, you'd be like, oh, my God, this is a one in a million thing. How does this happen? Like, This is at least the fifth or sixth time we've talked about this on this show. And granted, I mean, we've been doing it for over 10 years, but, but still, that, that's crazy. Think of all the you know, progression in time that has moved forward where— it's like people, you know, build things and dig things. And like, how, how is this even possible? I don't know, but I do know one thing. And those of you that are not historically minded from what happened in World War II that are our listeners, I know many, many, many of you are, of course, but you have to understand that the air bomb raids over London by Germany, you know, with their nighttime raids, daytime raids, everything, dropping bombs all throughout London. It's just thousands and thousands of bombs, but it's still mind bending how, after all these years, one can be found like this, especially with construction and everything else. They had to evacuate thousands of workers to leave their buildings. Um, it's a real busy neighborhood, and uh, they're limiting access to the area. So who knows what they're going to do? I mean, anyway. you, you you assume that nothing is going to happen in the sense that, I mean, it didn't you know go off to begin with, and it's been this long, maybe aging. And I mean, I don't know how those things work, but you still have to take every precaution necessary. And that's terrifying. Think about how many years people have just you know, come and gone from around that area when, you know, there's literally a bomb right there. It'd be, inter it'd be interesting. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 you're good. It'd be interesting to see that when they get the bomb back and they detonate it, if it was de detonatable, if I said that correctly. In other words, if it was a live bomb. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Another interesting thing here, you know, we talk about the wall, Trump wanting to build the wall, the wall that's being built, all the stuff going on, how the drug smugglers get their drugs across the border. Obviously, they walk across the boats on the ocean, the tunnels. But listen, the federal agents, it, it show you how the elaborate this is. Federal agents just discovered a drug smuggling tunnel that stretches about three quarters of a mile. It's the longest one ever discovered along the Mexican southwest border. 4,309 foot tunnel starts in Tijuana, 250 feet south of the border and goes all the way to San Diego. It's equipped with air ventilation, electricity, rail and cart system, elevators at each entrance. Come on it's now. Yeah, so, someone's someone's got to be turning a blind eye to this. Like you can't construct that and not draw the attention of some sort of authority. Well, they did. Uh, the did, tunnel was did they? finally. I mean, that's what I'm saying, Bruce. Like th someone's corruptible in all of that. You can't build something like that without someone taking notice. I would venture to guess that you're completely correct. Um, but. It was finally discovered 
by the DEA and the and their partners at what they call the Tunnel Task Force. Um, Wait, this is so a, common they have a task force? They have a task force, a multi-year investigation, uh, the tunnel 70 feet below the ground. Oh, my God. It's, it's five feet, five inches tall and two feet wide. Now, think about it. Two, five feet, five inches tall and two feet wide. So probably they're literally putting stuff on uh, rail and cart systems and then putting it through. It's not that you're walking through no, that. They're just, no. they're just transferring drugs on the rail and cart how, system all the way through. How do you even – I mean you have to have some machinery to do that because a, a person can't even dig that by hand. I mean you can't force yourself to go through something that is two feet wide for that long period. Like you can't do it unless it was the smallest person alive, which then probably wouldn't have the strength to do it. No, it's a cart system, but they had to get in there to build that darn thing. Who knows? It just blows me away. They had another related article. A 16-year-old was arrested for using a remote-controlled car to smuggle drugs across the border. You know, a little— Really? Yeah. Put the drugs in the car and and, and transfer it and control it with this thing and Seems send it like across the border. like a bad sitcom stunt. You well, know what I mean? It, they're doing everything they can down there. They're doing everything they can to get the drugs across. I, uh, I was at the dog park yesterday, and— uh, Somebody was flying a drone over the dog park, just causing all the dogs to go crazy. And uh, finally, the I don't know what happened. Either the wind knocked it out of the sky or uh, it just ran out of battery. But it, it fell inside the dog park, and uh, it did not win. The dogs tore that thing Good. apart. Good. Good. I think that's great. Yeah. No problem. Um, you know, we, we see people do stupid things. Uh, here's a couple of stupid things. I'm just going to talk about this real quickly. A man is man was in court being charged for marijuana possession. You know what he did in his court standing up in court? What? He pulled out a joint, lit it and started to smoke it in court. What? Yeah. He's there arrested on court for okay. a marijuana charge. Well, but the, then he the, stands up and he lights a joint in court. What's his Instagram? I mean, come on. What are you doing? Like, is that what you're doing? You're trying to get I, 420 yeah. more followers on Instagram? Like, come on. I think of what I saw, because I can't bring up the article right now, but what I saw is just he wanted to make a point that, you know, pot's legal here, it's legal there, it hey, should be legal here. Let I'm, me show you how I feel. I'm with you, but just don't be a dummy. Yeah, that's stupid. Here's another thing. We got a couple of stupid. It, stupid is a stupid does, shall we say. A pizza shop, okay? It was East of Chicago Pizza Store. It's funny. East of Chicago Pizza Store in Barberton, Ohio, right? They're known for their crazy billboards, but they made light of human trafficking in uh, one of their billboards, right? Oh, no. And they were forced to take it down. The billboard is a picture of a pizza with the name of their pizza shop on it and the phone number. Here are the words on the billboard. Get this. Fat people are harder to kidnap. What? Yeah. Fat people people are harder to kidnap come eat here fat people are harder to kidnap I, how friggin' stupid do you have to be to make these kind of decisions I mean, you're being offensive to bigger people while also making light of really one of the the most overlooked problems i think we have in the world in human trafficking mm -hmm. um yeah not a good look not a good look and they're obviously you know paying the price for that one to whatever price they're paying, but right. just dumb, just dumb. Yeah, okay. seriously. Seriously dumb. Now, we talk about esports all the time. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. A uh, little article I couldn't help but go look after. 20-somethings now are actually ditching Twitch, you know, which is a big place to uh, have your videos and everything now. Right. And they're moving over to other places. They're getting like $10 million contracts tj i don't understand how i mean 
that's great. That's awesome for them. Make, make all the money you can. But how does it make sense to pay someone $10 million? And what are you getting after paying them $10 million? You know, how does that make sense? I need to see the breakdown on that. I need to see the breakdown. I need to learn more about this. But every report we're getting about how big it's getting, the money that's changing hands, the people getting involved in this. And I've got a special category here for our show, which is esports, because it's something we're going to be talking about. And I told you before, I'll probably be working more in. Most definitely. It's crazy. Yeah, no, good for you. Good for yeah. everybody. Make it, a, yeah. make it a thing. Make it a thing, whatever. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, this tragic incident that happened uh, a week or so ago with his passing and all the other people in the helicopter. And immediately the, what was that? I didn't say anything. Immediately the jerks come out of the woodwork. Now memorabilia prices are obviously soaring like crazy after Kobe's passing. But you know what? These scumbags that sell counterfeit material, shall we say, are loading the market, loading the market, trying to take advantage of the high prices that are being paid. I'll give you an example. A game-worn jersey by signed by Kobe from the 2004-2005 series, supposed to hit $6,000 uh, before his death, but the price has already gone off to a starting bid of $6,500, and, and the item has still got another month to run. Now, another one, a rare Kobe baseball card, which was really originally expected to sell for around 2500 has sold in the private market after Kobe's passing for $50,000. Wow. Yeah. Now, other dealers are they, – they're feeling that – certain dealers feel it's not good to capitalize on Kobe's passing to make money you know, from emotional fans. Um, but this is just the business that you know people are in. That's what's going to happen. I remember when Magic Johnson – um, way back in, uh, when he announced the fact that he had HIV, right. Mm -hmm. And people were saying, buy his cards, buy his cards, buy his cards now because he's going to stop playing. And there was a huge rush on Magic Johnson material. You know, it's, it's kind of morbid when you think about it, but it's part of the collecting end. When I mean, you think it's, about I it. hate to say it. It's the market. You know what it's I mean? It's the market. Yeah. There's a reason the market shifts. And, uh, unfortunately when it comes to sports memorabilia or, really any memorabilia of any kind, um, sometimes tragic and unfortunate incidents make that needle move big. And that's what we're talking about right here, a very tragic incident. So um, a lot of people warning Kobe, and, and righteously so, a lot of great tributes to Kobe, uh, talk about statues and everything else, and this will be ongoing. Uh, the world has definitely come out for Kobe Bryant after his passing. Uh, let's go into the UFC 247. I am, oh, by the way, I got an announcement. I'm going to be at Arizona State University this Thursday where I will be appearing for their basketball game. That's hey, all I'm going to say. I'm not going to tell you what, what I'm doing or anything. And from there, of course, I'm, thank you, TJ. And from there, I'm heading off to Houston, Texas, to the Toyota Center for the big UFC 247. So let's get into this right now. Okay, we've got a heck of a show here again. Now I'm just going to go through the main event fights alone. Okay. Starts the first fight alone is Derek Lewis and Ilir Latifi. Yeah, it's a great fight. Great fight. You know, two big boys are going to be throwing throwing punches. Yep. Uh, Dan Ng and Mursad Bektik uh, should be a good gopher. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko and uh, Caitlin Chikujian. Uh, pretty wild. I think that's going to be a hell of a thing. I don't think Valentina is going to really be superbly dominant in that. Uh, you know, she's, she's got a, a very tall favorite. fighter to go against. She's a huge favorite. Uh, like minus fourteen hundred favorite. Is she really fourteen hundred? Something like that. Let me uh, let me get the latest line. It's it's pretty big. That's like one of the biggest lines ever. I think the only time anything's been bigger than that was when uh, Holly Holm fought Ronda, and it was twenty to one. 
Or how about, I mean, yeah, that, that was pretty big. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, one of the biggest upsets, if not the biggest upset, occurred in the Toyota Center, which you're going to be in on Saturday night. And that was uh, George St. Pierre coming up short to Matt Sarah at UFC yep. 69. And, uh, you know, if you believe in things like uh, lightning striking twice, maybe in the same spot, you might want to put some money on uh, Miss Chukagian. Uh, looking at Valentina right now, she's as low as minus 900, uh, but as high as minus 1429. That'll go down by five time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can see it's trending down, but yeah. uh, that's crazy. I mean, uh, if you can get the line uh, plus 800 or so for uh, Caitlin Chukagian. It's time for me to record for all the podcast listeners around the world a personalized championship audio or video introduction. Special offers now are available at BruceBuffer.com, plus more personalized audios and videos for all special occasions such as weddings, birthdays, baby births, podcast intros, special business and corporate events, and much more as your wish is my command. Check it out. Let me do them for you. Go to BruceBuffer.com and send in your requests now. At Metro, you get everything you need to rule your school year. Right now, get a new phone and tablet on us when you switch. Plus, enjoy high-speed data on both devices for just $75 a month. And with one Amazon Prime membership included, you can watch Amazon Originals, movies and shows, stream endless music, and enjoy free shipping. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. With new lines of service after rebate redemption plus sales tax and activation fee. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 a month cost. Restrictions apply. At T-Mobile, you can get two powerful iPhone 11 Pros on us. The three cameras are perfect for capturing my DIY projects. I'm repainting our car. Wow. The ultra-wide camera really captures all the, uh, flames. Switch today and get two new lines for $90 bucks plus 2 iPhone 11 Pros on us with qualifying trading. For well-qualified customers plus taxes and fees, Essentials Plan with AutoPay. Phone via 24 credits. If you cancel before 24 credits, remaining balance on full price of $999.99 for each device may be due. Contact us. Qualifying port ins and finance agreements required. Only time you should ever bet a fight, in my opinion. Otherwise, uh, where's, the, where's the return on the money? I don't bet fights, but, you know, people listening, it's your choice. Go for it. But, you know, I have another choice here. You got the main championship bout in the main event. Uh, when I say main championship bout, I mean because it is the main event of the card. And you've got John Jones, you know, the champion you never really want to bet against. I guess Dominic Reyes. But, you know, TJ, I like this fight. Uh, it's a great fight. And one yeah. that, uh, unfortunately, I think is a little bit overlooked in the marketing aspe- aspect of things. You know, we're just, we're, we're just kicking off uh, 2020. And then also, you know, we're on the heels of uh, Conor McGregor on pay-per-view just uh, a few weeks ago. But right. you know, it was a fantastic fight. And, you know, the 205-pound division for the UFC has always been one of the biggest, if not the biggest uh, division. It was the glamour division throughout the you know early part of the 2000s. And John Jones has proven to sort of shut that down because he's been so dominant. It's hard to you know get excited about a division when the man sitting atop of it, um, his biggest rival is himself and making sure that he doesn't screw things up for himself. John Jones, you take away all of the missteps uh, in his personal life you don't make any arguments or at least any sensible arguments that he's not the greatest 205 pound fighter of all time. Uh, Dominic Reyes, he hopes to upset that apple cart on Saturday. It's going to be, uh, you know, tough, but he's a very talented fighter. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's not the biggest underdog either. And we already talked about Chukagian being a, a gigantic underdog, but, um, Dominic Reyes, I mean, you know, plus three fifteen, like 
there's not many people that stand in front of John Jones and isn't, you know, a, a four to one uh, underdog. Dominic Reyes getting some respect, I think, from, you know, some of the betters and, and for good reason. He's supremely talented. I think so. And also the fighters that John Jones has always had the biggest trouble with are the tall, long fighters. You know, Gustafson, he's coming up against another one here in Reyes. Uh, Ray is quite the striker that he is. I mean, we'll see. We'll let's, see. Let's not forget John Jones and his fight with uh, Tiago Santos. Um, you know, that was a, a difficult fight for him. I'm curious to see if John comes out really motivated to try to make a statement here because, I mean, a lot of people thought that Santos had won that fight. Uh, I think John Jones can sort of, you know, get some momentum behind him if he's able to turn away Dominic Reyes and do so in impressive fashion. We will see. As the saying goes, but it's going to be a hell of a night in uh, Houston. Very excited about it. I'm sure the show, this show is going to sell out down in Texas. I would definitely venture to guess. Uh, the intercars look really strong. Um, just another strong night. I will see you all definitely from the Toyota Center in Houston on Saturday night. And again, those of you in Arizona, if you go to the ASU game, I'll look forward to seeing you there too. Very, very excited about all of that. Uh, TJ, I don't. I, I wanted to go over one more thing, and I can't find it here. I don't know what I did with it, and that's oh. typical of me. All right. But it's just the way it is. You want we some do trivia? have a short show today. We, some... have, we each have a short week. You're traveling to Invicta. Yeah. I've got to get on the road on Thursday. And um, what's going on in Invicta? What's, uh, who's the big uh, mainliner there? Uh, the Atomweight Championship of the World is on the line when Ginny Fry uh, rematches a uh, lady named Ashley Cummins, who trains in uh, San Diego. Uh, pretty good fight. Uh, Ginny Fry has proven to be the best atom weight uh, in Invicta, which is the 105-pound division. Uh, a lot of talent there, and uh, yeah, that title's on the line. Co-main event, uh, UFC veteran uh, Pearl Gonzalez will be uh, fighting. She takes on a, a very bright up-and-comer in Miranda Maverick, who is uh, 22 years old, made her pro debut at just 19 years old, and uh, has really been on a tear. So uh, if you like mixed martial arts, it's worth your uh, attention. Friday night. Very cool. And I see the cyborg reigned supreme the other week. Uh, did you happen to see her fight? I did, yep. And was it a challenging fight for her? Um, she did really well. I mean, Julia Budd is no uh, joke. I mean, she's a very good fighter, and Cyborg uh, did what she needed to do to stop her, and, and that's a very impressive uh, feather in her cap. I would love to see her fight Amanda Nunes again. Um, you know, after seeing Cyborg uh, sort of collect herself in, in, you know, the last, you know, fight and, in, in, you know, make the proper uh, sort of moves in her personal life, I think, to put on this type of performance. Um, it, it's a shame that we, you know, can't see that fight right now. I'd love to see it. But, uh, you know, Cyborg after, you know, coming up short and, and then getting the wins over uh, Felicia Spencer and now uh, Julia Budd. I mean, yeah, she's still one of the best uh, of all time. Exactly. But, you know, she's signed with Bellator now. We're not going to see Cyborg and Nunes go at it again. I mean, I was saying it never, never, say never happen in the never future. Never. Yeah. But I mean, I mean just right it, now it, the it's immediate. the fight to make. It's the only fight to make. But you're right. Contracts get in the way. And, um, you know, Dana White and company decided not to be in the cyborg business, as they said. And, you know, there's there's some reasoning behind that. I get it. And, uh, you know, they lobby. We'll be all right. Everyone will be. Uh, you know, interested in watching both of those fighters continue to move forward in their careers and, you know, should magic ever happen and they can get back together, uh, I'll be the first one to buy the pay-per-view or be there in person. Yeah, I hear you. You know, another note here as we talk about the future entertainment in the world of mixed martial arts, UFC and elsewhere, that uh, John Jones made a statement at 32 years old. God, I don't know why I thought John was older than that. But at 32 years old, he claims that in 10 years, 
he'll still be on top, which means John Joe plans on fighting for 10 more years. That's in his mind now. Well, I mean, he, he needs to fight 10 more years to make up for the money that he lost the last, you know, few years, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But I mean, th think I, about this. And I think this is why you think John Jones is older than he actually is. He's been around for like a decade plus. Mm -hmm. You know, he was the youngest UFC champion. And uh, I mean, I remember talking about how he was a champion before he could legally rent a car in some states. And that's crazy. And you, you know what's even crazier, Bruce? Like his talent hasn't really dropped off at all. Like, yes, he's been in some closer fights. But you can't point to John and say, oh, you're not as good as you used to be. He still wins. He still does what he needs to do. It'll be interesting to see what he does on Saturday night. Exactly. And I saw this quote here just from Kamaru uh, Usman. Do you know what he plans on being after he stops fighting? Hmm. A marriage counselor. Hey, you know, I, I, yeah. I mean, does he have that background? Does he have a, a degree in uh, counseling or therapy? Uh, the quote is, I want to be a marriage counselor. I think I've always been very good at being able to step back from situations of what's going on and give advice. Well, this gets back to something I've said on the show before. We're all good at that. If you think about it, there's objective and subjective. And when we're subject, you know, when we're objective, our friends are going through relationship breakups or issues. Me personally, I know we, I know I always give really good advice. I think most people do when they're being objective. It's when you're subjective, it's very hard to think as well as being oh, yeah. objective. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, it's very hard to separate yourself from a situation you're involved in. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think my advice is pretty great. Well, I like his goal. He says he's shooting for a net worth of $250 million. Um, Good for you. I hope you make it. I really do. I yeah. really do. I, I'm, shoot, so, I'm shooting for a net worth of 250 Go for it, baby. Make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. You got a week to make it happen before we come back, and I want to hear it's happen by the I'll, time we get I'll, back. I'll definitely make $250 before the weekend is over. There you go. See? I knew I was right. Boom. <laughs> Boom. You know, Done. the little things in life you got to appreciate. Yeah. Like in the great sayings of uh, uh, streakers or whatever they are at Super Bowls. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, the English language. What happened to it, TJ? Is it disappearing? Um, I, I mean... It's evolving while de-evolving? Yeah, evolving into LOL, LMAO, WTF, and yeah, it's evolving. Oh, it's definitely evolving. Very, mm -hmm. very intelligent evolving. Right. Okay. And it, it's shorter. It's what? It's shorter. It's shorter, yeah, well. Saves time. All right, that's good. Nothing like the command of the English language. I think it's one of the most beautiful things in the world. I mean, you're speaking to a guy who needs it to make money, so I agree. Exactly. I resemble that remark. On that note, TJ, tell everybody what's happening. Let's sign off. Yeah, no, uh, just I'd uh, appreciate it if everyone checked out uh, Invicta coming up on Friday night. You can watch it live on UFC Fight Pass. I'll be on the call with uh, Julie Kedzie. Um, you can also check me out on Saturday night on Between Rounds Radio, which you can find on Sherdog.com. You might actually appreciate this. We're doing post-fight radio, Bruce. Beat down after the bell. And my guest to break down the card will be former UFC title challenger, Jeremy Horn, along oh. with uh, MMA uh, mogul superstar agent from back in the day, Monty Cox. Awesome. Well, look, you got two mouthpieces there, Monty Cox, who can definitely talk for an entire hour without stopping and always has something very, very relative to say. I, Monty and I just spoke last week about his book that he's writing and everything else. Very, very cool. Please tell Monty I said hi. Jeremy Horn, one of the more intelligent uh, individuals who have ever stepped foot into the octagon or to fight in the game, a man who's, I, I think his fight record is going to be hard for many to beat. What is Jeremy's fight record? Like a hundred fights? What was, oh, it was a crazy it's, amount. Yeah, it's, it's bigger than that, uh, Bruce. Let me uh, pull it up. And 
for Jeremy, a veteran who's had as many fights as he's had, uh, really did a good job at not uh, taking a lot of damage, which can't be said for some fighters that only fight, you know, 20, 25 times. Uh, Jeremy has fought, he is 91, 22, and 5. Wow. So, yeah, uh, well over uh, 115 fights, 120 fights. Wow. Well, two of the people I've always liked a lot all through my years in the world of mixed martial arts. So give those two gentlemen my best and have a great time. Will do, Buff. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun time so people can check it out live uh, immediately following the fights on SureDog.com. Very cool. One little anecdote I want to tell you is that for the Super Bowl party, Rupert, I was I went to Palm Springs this weekend nice. to see my, my old friend Chad McQueen, who I haven't seen in physically in four years. Um, Steve McQueen's son, you know, we talked about many times in the show because I've been best friends for, oh, since he was 12. And I uh, went down there, visit him. He's still got a ton of these Porsches and the motorcycles that Steve had. I had so much fun looking at all the memorabilia at his house. It's, it's amazing because that brand, as we've talked about before, like James Dean, Elvis Presley, Marilyn Monroe, um, is a very, very successful. The Steve McQueen brand is a very, very hugely successful brand with a lot of stuff coming out. Right. It's funny. And he said now it's even getting more popular. It's just the whole, uh, you know, genre of looking back, you know, in the old days, the collector's mode has really taken off. Right. And Steve McQueen is actually, his brand is responsible for driving a lot of the collector mode sales. I'm going to tell you a quick story real quick. We were, when Steve passed away in 1980 at the age of 50 from mesolemia, I, I would never say it right, cancer, which finally got him in the uh, end. Me- mesothelioma. Mesothelioma, thank you. Or mesothelioma, uh, one of the two. It's, it's a, uh, isn't it uh, a cancer that stems from like asbestos? Yes, and they claim that some of his early days working in the shipyards might have had something to do with that. But yes, it is a cancer caused by asbestos. Anyway, he had he'd left Chad a lot of stuff because he was a big memorabilia collector. I used to visit him up at his hangar in Santa Paula and go through all his collection. It's just unbelievable. I, I could I could go on and on and on, but I won't right now. What I want to tell you is that he left Chad two Submariner Rolexes that were stainless steel with the black bezel and dial, right? Chad and I were out surfing one day shortly after Steve's passing, and the watch fell off Chad's hand. Oh, no. We spent two hours. We, we knew we'd never fought. We had to do it, though. We were down there in, in diving mass, you name it, scoping the bottom, the sand, trying to find Never found it. He just had the other watch appraised. You ready? No. $500,000. Oh, my God. $500,000. Okay, Why? So roughly, because roughly, it was owned by Steve McQueen. Roughly where was this watch dropped, and do you have a metal detector? <laughs> yeah, but you need an underwater metal detector to find it. Believe me, it's washed out to sea by now. But uh, we were definitely having a little reminiscing period over that this weekend, that's for sure. And many, many other things that times that I shared with him and shared with his legendary father, Steve McQueen. But it was all good. It was a great trip for me. Just went down to see my buddy. And, you know, sometimes you just got to get away. And certain friendships and certain relationships are meant to always be around forever, you, even if you don't talk. One of my best friends uh, said this to me, saying, you know, we're, we're such good friends that you know, when we don't talk and sometimes even, you know, years will pass, uh, we never get reacquainted. We always just pick up where we left off. Exactly. Exactly. Correct. Now, those of you that would like to follow, uh, Steve McQueen's brand, I'm going to give you, cause they're constantly doing work with Mustang and there's so much stuff going on with the brand and I'm going to give it to you in a heartbeat as soon as I can find it. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I get, come on, Bruce, get this down. Come on, come on, come on. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. 
bear with me, TJ. Phil, Phil, Phil. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, my do. gosh, Bruce. Bruce Buffer doesn't know how to keep things straight on his computer, and that's all right. All right, official McQueen Racing. That's where you want to go. Official go. McQueen Racing. Is that a dot .com? Is that what that is? Uh, no, this is at, at official McQueen Racing. So on Instagram. on Instagram, got it? Yeah, Instagram. Check it out. There you go. All right, TJ, I'll be back next week. I'll be back from Texas. Can't wait to go down to Texas. Love Texas. Yeah, get some barbecue. Uh, after the show, not before. I want to be light and right. Got to fly, baby. Got to gotta move around that octagon. All right, but well. I definitely will enjoy it. I definitely will. I got some friends down there are going to go out afterwards. There you go. All right, TJ, have a great week, everybody. Enjoy yourselves. Have a productive week. We're in the beginning of 2020. Make it work, folks. Go after this year. Set your goals. Write them down. Learn about them. So when you set out on the path to fulfill that goal, you walk forward being the best you can be. And if you are the best you can be and perform with the best you can be, then you're winning. Whether you're the best in the industry or not or whatever you're doing, the bottom line is you're doing your best. And that's what we're all about on It's Time Radio. Be the best you can be, everybody. It's time to have a great week, and I'll be back next week. Buffer out. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. At T-Mobile, you can get two powerful iPhone 11 Pros on us. The three cameras are perfect for capturing my DIY projects. I'm repainting our car. Wow, the ultra-wide camera really captures all the uh, flames. Switch today and get two new lines for 90 bucks, plus two iPhone 11 Pros on us with qualifying trading. For well-qualified customers, plus taxes and fees, essentials plan with auto pay, phone via 24 credits. If you cancel before 24 credits, remaining balance on full price of 999 dollars for each device may be due. Contact us. Qualifying port-ins and finance agreements required.